Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. Today's guest, I mean, if you're a longtime listener, then this is a name that might be a little familiar to you. <laughs> Please welcome to the mic, everybody, Lush Lynn. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi, 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 hi. Um, <laughs> wh- how many episodes... Are a show up when you type your name into Spotify, mm. Lynn. Yeah, when I- <laughs> how many episodes pop up? <laughs> this this will be number four, I think, with the bedpost. Yeah, so yes. I love it. I love it because it's it's. I've had done them so many different times, kind of throughout my 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 sex worker career. Yeah. So people kind of like get to know me as they listen and see what's up with me at different points. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, we kind of check in on you, you know, yeah. every once in yeah. a while. And... Hey, how you doing over there? Hey, hey oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> Let's catch up. That's yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I had somebody the other day, I had a repeat guest on kind of recently. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they've got to be your top guest that you've had on the most and my my counterpoint without doing any research to back it up I was like no I think it might be Lynn actually (laughs) well we'll see this is number four let's see if anybody can top that no exactly (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I love having you on just because you're so lovely to talk to and you're honestly so good at public speaking like the first time I realized that I, I saw you perform like in a panel once and I was like oh Lynn is like <laughs> a real good talker, like Aww. really good at this. So, I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the absolute truth. Like you're just so, uh, like on top of, I just love you as a person. Like you're also just so good at podcasting, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because the only one I've really ever done is yours. But um, cool. That's great. Good to know. Shh, it's our little secret. I'll, okay, I'll keep okay. you, have you for my own Exclusively forever. on the bedpost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like um, maybe just for the people who, who uh, maybe have just come on to the podcast since the last time I spoke to you, maybe we can just reintroduce you to the people. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Lush Lynn. I do... A lot of different sexy things. Um, (laughs) And sometimes I get paid for them, which is wonderful. Um, (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, I am, I am, I'm trained as a somatic sex educator and body worker. And so I do work with people in uh, a more therapeutic sense as well as just for fun. Um, and, uh, and so I, I do a lot of different kinds of things and I study a lot of different kinds of things. I, um, I do things like erotic massage as well. I do full pleasure play dates. Um, and I also do kink exploration sessions, which, um, if you'll, if you're, if you're looking for kink sessions that aren't necessarily serving a dominant person, but just want to play around and explore, mm -hmm. that's kind of more my, my vibe, um, when it comes to kink. Um, and I like, I like giving people the opportunity to try things, uh, whether that's, you know, what is it like to you know, get flogged or what is it like to, you know, put a cash cast or a chastity cage on or what is it like, you know, like all different kinds of things. Like when people just want to try something out and see if it's their thing. Um, I, I love doing that with people and introducing them to new sensations and new um, experiences and, and sometimes even new dynamics that they maybe haven't played around with before. Um, and so, yeah, I get to see all kinds of different people I have clients that range in gender all over the place. Um, I have clients that range in age all over the place. I've had, you know, 21, 20 year old virgins and 80 year old guys who want to have like a last hurrah kind of idea. Um, <laughs> and everywhere in between. And I love that I get to have, um, memorable and exciting experiences with people that are from all different kinds of backgrounds and all different kinds of, um, and, and that draw from their own, all different kinds of experiences. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I think it's important to have like this stepping stone of like, okay, there's dominatrices, you know, who mm -hmm. are in a full dungeon mm -hmm. and often have kind of an intimidating sort of uh, branding, right? For yeah. the power can, dynamic yeah. that they offer, you know, they can come across as like pretty severe and like, you know, that might be too big of a step for some folks mm -hmm. so I really appreciate when like other providers are like I also can do kind of like just a, a, a few kinky things just to like as you said experiment explore just to try it you know what I mean like mm -hmm. that kind of stepping stone I think is really important of having um, yeah, just like, I'm a kinky provider. I'm not necessarily branding as like dominatrix, you know, maybe we're not in a full dungeon, but like, I have a lot of toys and let's, let's play around. Like, let's do our session or, or, uh, mm -hmm. like sensual appointment, but also let's just throw in like a couple kinky elements here and there and see what you think. Yeah. Or like, you know, just get a, have a session where it's not so much in a particular dynamic, but it's more just about learning and, mm -hmm. and mm. playing with things to see, um, you know, what it is that is fun for you. Um, cause I know a lot of times people they're, they think they're okay. I'm kinky, but, and I want to try things, but they don't really know, um, what suits them and, and, and they don't want to just jump into something without having someone show them how to do something. Yes. Um, and, and especially when it comes to like maybe riskier type of play, like, like people who want to do maybe breath play, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you know, it's good to have someone teach you exactly how to hold someone's throat if you want to, you know, cut off the blood supply to their brain a little bit, but not make it so they can't breathe. Yep. You know, like that's a, there's a very fine line. Yeah, and blood and choke that, versus air choke. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what does that, what does that look like? And why would you do it that way versus another? And, you know, how do you do something like that where it's an intense feeling without causing damage? Yes. Um, you know, those are sometimes things that are just, they're good to kind of like talk through and practice before actually introducing them into play. Um, And so, or, or, you know, playing around with like, oh, I want to learn how to give someone a good spanking. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not something that like just pops up in the middle of play sometimes. It's usually something you got to talk about and be like, oh, well, if you hit me here, this feels this way. If you hit me here, this is, doesn't feel as good or, or, you know, like, and you know this is the kind of pressure i like or this is the kind of mm-hmm. um you know whether it's something that's stingy or thuddy and, and showing people the difference between those things yeah um, like maybe this toy here but this other toy over here feels better mm-hmm. than that you know what i mean yeah all those yeah. little nuances yeah yeah i think yeah it's like i feel like it's more it feels more accessible to some people to um yeah explore something like that with someone like you versus like big scary dom big scary dominatrix (laughs) you know yeah because you're also i mean also you're just so fucking warm and friendly it's like (laughs) you just are people just feel good when they're around you i i'm gonna speak for myself at (laughs) at the very least i just feel good when i'm around you and i'm like yes let's (laughs) I would literally, like, you know, if I was a client showing up in your presence, I would be like, yes, let's, this feels like a lovely, safe space with a person I trust. And like, yeah, I'm ready to play when I'm with you. You know what I mean? That's the vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that, you know, like, I I, I word my um, pleasure play dates, like my full service session as as a, a pleasure play date because to me it's like sex is when ad- adults get together and play yeah okay. right and 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 we explore and see what feels good and see what works well with the other person it's it's a it's collaborative play yeah. um and we don't do that in much of our day-to-day life uh, unless we're like specifically thinking maybe sports and we, you know, we play on a s- soccer team or something. Sure. Yes, we play with those people. But when it comes to one-on-one interacting with a person to just play together and see where that goes. Yeah. Sensual that play, d- all of the senses. Yeah. yeah. Just pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not something we do very often. Um, and so... I really try to invite that in when people show up, you know, asking a lot of questions like, uh, what would feel good to you right now? Yeah. You know, um, uh, what about this is delightful to you? Um, 
what what's surprising to you and then like going going into those those areas and you know discovering a bit more yeah so you're right because like in a scene that's just a full kind of power dynamic scene we might have Mm -hmm. those conversations later but like in the scenario that you're describing it's like having those in the moment um sometimes you can get Uh, if the person's looking to like explore and find out more information about themselves and what they like it's like to have those conversations in the moment that's a totally different experience than say doing Mm -hmm. a full scene um, Mm -hmm. where at the end you might be like what's your favorite part but like maybe not in the middle of it would you be kind of giving these thought-provoking questions you know so that they Mm -hmm. can be like oh yeah I can feel how that's different oh yeah that feels like way more interesting than the other toy like let me look at that you know what I mean you might not do that Mm -hmm. uh in like a full scene with the dominatrix yeah it's a little I I I tend to like collaborate and and constantly adjust throughout the scene as opposed to like sometimes I find kink scenes can feel very scripted yeah and like we've decided we're doing this thing so I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna tie them up this way and then that's gonna happen and then we're gonna do this and we're gonna you know yeah and 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 that works well like with someone who you know has a very particular place they want to go um but if people aren't sure about where they want to go um I find that like the the more spontaneous play is is kind of a, a really good approach to use because there's this constant like readjusting because if we're not both having fun then why are we doing here going that way yeah right yeah like let's let's adjust this so that it's more fun um what would make this even better is a question i like to ask um Mm, even even giving a massage sometimes i'll just be like what would make this even better and then most of the time people are very like i don't know this is amazing (laughs) like well that's great but like think about it for a minute what would make it even better like what what could what could add to this you know whether it's you know a cozy blanket on your toes while while you're getting uh a (laughs) blowjob or it's it's honestly yeah it could be something that like just a little adjustment like oh i just need to adjust myself like yeah just slightly and then i'll feel more comfortable but it's funny like that we a lot of people in a certain scenario you know they maybe think that they don't have the permission to do that Mm -hmm. right it's like oh they're doing this thing Mm -hmm. for me or like we're in this kind of dynamic in which I I I can't get totally comfortable because I want to make sure I look like I'm doing this and like who knows like all these kind of pressures right and it's like giving someone the permission to like oh no you can like adjust the way you're sitting or like yeah or grab a pillow or yeah or or ask ask for what you might want to make this a little bit better like that doesn't have to to ruin the mood or the dynamic of the the situation right yeah um I'm constantly my My feet are cold (laughs) yeah yeah or like (laughs) you know when you're laying there feeling like oh I've just been touched everywhere and you know and you're like oh and I'll ask people like well well, what would make this complete for you or what would what would be a great way to finish this and I mean sometimes it's just like "Mm, I just want like some head scratches or um you know, sometimes with some of my clients who, uh, very lovely clients who I've had for a long time, you know, I'll finish off a massage and, and they know it's done when they get a little kiss on the forehead kind of thing. <laughs> oh, 
or something, you know? Like it's yeah. it's just it's just a lovely little way to top <laughs> things off that isn't I mean not part of a massage per se but like that <laughs> it's part of your nice. massage yeah yeah maybe yeah so yeah it's just like what would what would make this even even more nice yeah yeah, yeah. it's so funny this reminds me of like that that thing of like just not like when you could make a small adjustment to make something so much better i'm thinking of like mm. the nervousness that happens um this is where I'm like sourcing this from, like maybe this client provider nervousness, right? The nervousness mm. that might happen when like you were younger, you know, and you're like with a boy or like who, mm-hmm. uh, someone of whomever gender that you're attracted to, right? And you're watching mm-hmm. a movie together or something and like your legs kind of touch, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And like, you like hold your leg there, like in this position that is like, like almost a stress position for you to like stay in this position and like right you're not sitting comfortably but you're trying to maintain that leg icon that leg uh, contact that leg contact and, yeah. and you're like yeah and you're like don't move don't move don't <laughs> like don't wreck it don't wreck it like you know what i mean like you're like i do make it I look do. casual make it look casual like <laughs> yeah yeah in- those internal monologues you know what i mean Just maintain that connection because the connection's so nice yeah right yeah and it's it's like, would you like to just scoot your bum closer to me so you don't have to sit in that weird way? And it's like, oh my God, right. yes, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like sourcing that from. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I, I remember those those car rides and those yeah, you know. sitting, around, sitting around the campfire, you know, awkwardly with someone. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had many of those experiences too. <laughs> Oh, I love yeah, it. but like, imagine being in a position then to be like, hmm, well, this time is for me as you know, as a client with someone. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm feeling that I can just ask for more. Yes. Yeah, Right. I can just I can just I can actually say, oh, that feels so nice mm-hmm. when you lean against me or when you reach over me and you know, your boobs go across my back or something yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah. you, you, you could ask for me to, like, press my boobs into your back. Oh, my goodness. How would that feel? You know, like, if just brushing across is lovely, whoa, what, what if you asked for more? <laughs> yeah. Right? I was actually yeah. talking about this with someone I know you love, um, June. Oh, yes. Yes. Talking with June about how I think paying for pleasure um Mm -hmm. can sometimes give people like you know we all have those internalized barriers um surrounding access to our own pleasure right I feel like Mm -hmm. paying for pleasure can sometimes release um that and give people permission to actually be in a scenario where they're like okay I'm being centered here I'm paying for Mm -hmm. this service so I'm gonna allow myself in this scenario to ask really ask for what I want whereas Mm -hmm. maybe in a social scenario it's more of a high pressure setting you're uh, you know you're fearing things like judgment and rejection and stuff like that and it's like okay in this scenario though and I hate that it's like that I'm not saying that that's that's Mm -hmm. right that it's like that that sometimes with providers that's the only time people can really ask for what they really want Mm -hmm. but like 
I, I think that that paying thing can sometimes help people be like, okay, in this scenario, I'm here to, you know, find pleasure, explore pleasure, yeah. play. And this is about me. Yes, it's, there's another human in the room and it's collaborative, of course, like you said. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, this is centered on me if I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So then I will, I will ask for stuff like that more often yeah. than maybe in a social scenario. Well, because it's it, everything is an exchange, right? Mm -hmm. Everything, all the interactions we have with people are an exchange of something, whether it's just an exchange of energy, like you, you know, you walk into the office, you cheerfully say hello, because that's what other people do when they walk into the office, they cheerfully say hello to you. And that's how you start your day off well, is that, you know, you, you put a little energy out there, you get a little energy from other people. Mm. And it's, a, it's an exchange, right? It's yeah. and it's the same way for most of the time when we have a sexual experience. It's usually an exchange of energy between people. Um, time, energy, effort. Mm -hmm. um, those are all things that we kind of put in so that we get some out again from, from other people. But the unique thing about having sessions with someone who is a paid provider is that what you're doing is you you're establishing what your your input into that exchange is money you're you're paying right for that time and so that means that that person then is going to be focused on you and giving you what you need during that time mm -hmm. and that's not situ a situation that we're used to we get it in little snippets here and there, like when we go to a restaurant and we have some, a server brings us our food and, and they're, you know, smiling and nice to us because that's part of their job mm -hmm. and that's, and they're serving you. And that's what you, that's why you pay, you know, eighteen ninety nine for a hamburger because <laughs> it's brought to you. It's perfectly made. You didn't have to put all the condiments away back in the fridge again. You didn't have to stand at the barbecue for a while. Somebody did those things for for you yeah. and we accept that and there because we've paid for it and it's very much um the same way when it comes to booking a provider for something like you you are paying that person to focus on you to use their skills to make this experience pleasurable for you and to give you what you what you need um within the context of, you know, you've asked for it and they've agreed to that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's an exchange of energy and energy takes forms of, like I said, you know, time, effort, uh, physical um, input, you know, like I often have sessions where I'm doing most of the work mm -hmm. when it comes to the kind of um, pleasure that's being exchanged. You're like topping. the physical yeah you're effort. the one doing the thing to the other person yeah well yeah. i mean yeah doing the thing yeah not not even necessarily topping it could be in a service motivated way like mm -hmm. i might you know be giving a very long blow job for mm -hmm. example but without expecting that because i do that this person is going to reciprocate and give and give me a very long session of oral of some sort or or whatever right, right. it doesn't have to be this back and forth because there's already been this initial, okay, I'm giving you this, this is time for me to explore what I want. Mm -hmm. And you work within that. Um, and I, I really like that um, simple, um, 
way of having an expectation about a session. Yes. Right? Like this is for them, Mm -hmm. right? It is for their pleasure primarily. Now, their pleasure may come about through my pleasure in some way. Mm-hmm. That that may be, you know, what is satisfying to them is worshiping uh, you in some way. Yeah, 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 worshiping me in some way. And but still, it's usually within the the way that they want to worship. Yes. Right? Oh, that's such a good nuance. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's one thing to say you want to worship me. Um, it's another thing to say you want to be of service to me (laughs) oh Oh, don't get me started about service subs being like (laughs) i want to be your 24 7 slave mistress and it's like they haven't asked me what i wanted uh, um yeah and then they think that jerking off for me is is the way to be my (laughs) and i'm like right what is happening right now (laughs) yeah right or like you know it it's yeah it just doesn't make sense and you know and if it's in the, the context of you know, I want to pay you to spend this time with me, mm-hmm. and I would I'd like to be in that in that um, mindset of serving you during that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's different because you are still getting something out of that. You're getting paid for that time. Yes, yes. But if you are not getting paid for that time, then you have to think for yourself. Okay, what is it that I'm getting from this exchange? Mm-hmm. Is it what I actually want? Is it, is it something that is, that I see as pleasurable or that I see as beneficial, or is it something that they think is pleasurable for me and they want to do? Mm-hmm. And you right? can indulge that. You can choose to indulge you that, can. to be aware of that and indulge that. And that can be sure. maybe emotionally, you know, um, mm-hmm. pleasurable for you, for instance, like to do. Sure you know, something for your partner that, you know, they find pleasurable, whatever that is. But like, yeah, it's, it's a very detail oriented kind of stuff of, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, of like this exchange as you're talking about. I love everything you're saying, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd have a lot to say about that. (laughs) It's this constant question of who is this for? Mm -hmm, mm Right? Yeah. I think the, um, when I first started to think of this, uh, in this way is, um, my brother at one point, I think he was, uh, starting to see a therapist for the first time and Mm -hmm. how he phrased it because we're like, right, you like never talk about, you know, your emotions. Like how, what does that feel like to you? You know what I mean? Like, how's it going? Do you actually talk? Like what's, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I talk her fucking year off because you know why I'm paying her. So that gives me permission to be like, okay, now I can talk about my emotions and not worry, as you said, because it's an exchange to support someone who's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to vent or whatever, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, so the exchange is I've paid them and now I don't have to feel guilty about emotionally unloading on them because mm-hmm. the exchange is that I've paid them for their time. You know what I mean? So yeah. the reciprocation, you know, I, I don't have to worry about like, um, yeah, the what energy now I'm giving back to them um, mm-hmm. to fill up their cup. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's that, you know? Yeah, because your job isn't to fill up their cup unless it's go. with money. 
<laughs> it's a cup full, cup full of coins, baby. Right? Just, just like, just like you know, your your employer's job is not to make you feel good about your work, maybe, or make or whatever. Like they they hire you to do a job, and you do that job because you get paid for it. Yes. And that's you know, it's yeah, it's the it's the same kind of idea with a uh, with an erotic service provider. I think that. You know, you don't have to, it, it's it's like giving yourself permission to do, be selfish. Yes, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. And how you give yourself permission to be selfish is by realizing that when you're in an intimate and, and intense uh, exchange with another person, you have to reciprocate in some way in order for that person to be filled up as well. And if you want something to be just focused on your own pleasure, that's fine. Yeah, selfish isn't a bad to... word. No, you know, It has negative no. connotations to it, and people use it in a negative way. But right. concentrating on yourself and your wants, needs, desires is not a bad thing. Just not as long all. as it's being reciprocated in some way, money can mm-hmm. be a way, you know, um, other emotional labor, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, can be... A yeah. different way or yeah. or downright physical labor like i'm i am a big oh, fan yeah. of of like you know <laughs> you're good at this thing i'm good at this thing why don't we trade yeah right like fix you know, my fucking sink yes yeah or you know you're a landscaper i want a, a driveway full of topsoil in the spring so you know we'll do this right like i've been you know or or you're an artist amazing i would love a piece of your art i could never afford a piece of your art but you want to do a kink session well then let's talk right like you know and and that's not to say that like i accept you know barter for everything that's not true that's initiated Um, by (laughs) you and uh initiated by me and of something that i determine is of value to me not something that you determine is of value to me the amount of people that have wanted to rebuild my website for me in exchange for a massage i'm like um no first of all thanks I, I like my website. It's great. I, don't, I, I built it myself and I don't really need you to do that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> something that I could get for free, something that I could do for myself. I'm not yeah. like, that's not the equitable, you know, exchange yeah. for me personally. Some people yeah. making a website might be very valuable to them. Right. Not, not to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> not a valuable no. service. Again, with the no. thing of like, if you really want to do service for someone, it's like, well, asking them what's what the how they want to be served is like key there, you know? Yes, yes. Not just making what up is whatever of it is. value to you. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there's people with different personalities are going to place different value on different things. Yeah. You know, if someone told me they would do all of my accounting for me and I'd never have to look at numbers again. I, yeah. I I would value that much, much, much differently than, you know, someone Same. who said, oh, well, you know, I'll cook dinner for you twice a week. I'm like, mm, no, no, I'm fussy. I'm a great and I like, cook. And I'm, a go- I'm a great cook. Yeah. You, you, and I don't, that's not, a, that's not a, that's not a selling point for me, except unless they're like amazingly skilled in a certain thing mm-hmm. or they provide an entire experience in a different way or, or like get me to be able to have um, uh, a different kind of experience than I can have my, myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, 
sell it to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to tell me why <laughs> this is more, this is, this is more than a meal or this is, more, and, and sometimes you can have a meal that is definitely more than a meal, Certainly. right? It's all about the, I had one recently that was, that was an experience. It was like an eight course tasting menu oh. where, where the chef cooked in front of us and, and talked about every single, um, course and explained like oh he learned how to do this in this place and this comes from this place and the reason we cook it this way is because of this and and oh try this wine with it you see the notes of this and see how it how it uh how it blends well with this thing that you're having and and to me that was an education in food that was much beyond a meal right Mm -hmm. um and so yeah when people are what they're passionate about is usually what like I would like to know about with them. So if they're passionate about a certain thing and that's the kind of thing they want to do as an exchange with me, that's usually uh, what is much more interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah. I love this. I don't think we've ever talked about that um, on the pod is like that providers and like, let's be honest, creatives, you know? Yeah. Creative people in creative fields. We swap for services all the time. Yeah, because we appreciate the time and effort that goes into it. But at the same time, we um, because it's yeah, it's all creativity and recognizing creativity in other people and being able to seeing value in each other, I think, Mm, you mm -hmm. know, appreciating each Mm -hmm. other and what each other does, I think is part Mm -hmm. of that, you know, Mm -hmm. like seeing all our stuff as like different, but like valuable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I that. That, that probably comes from, I, I'm sure it also comes from like us trying to justify our value to the world at large all the time. Mm-hmm. So when someone else sees that innately in you and values that, it's... You're my people. It's You're my people. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Can we be friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like you immediately. Yes. Yes, exactly. You speak my language. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. This episode is also brought to you by Club M4. Now, Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA, and it is located at 1989 Dundas Street East. This month, what they want you to know is they are at the Everything to Do with Sex show, and they're not only there in general, they are there somewhere very specific because they are sponsoring the Dungeon. So head on down to the Everything to Do with Sex show and say hi to the lovely folks at Club M4. Or if you want to follow them virtually, you can do so on Instagram at clubm4.toronto or at clubm4events.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, I know we do have one topic that we did want to hit on. Um, yeah. So let's switch gears to talk about that now because I think was it that I made a tweet or something about about this mm. that you were like, "Ooh, this is this might be an interesting topic." Mm. Yeah, the idea of things being subversive and like when something is very subversive, that can make that can be something that's very hot and yeah. and juicy and interesting. And, yeah, it's so and, bad, and why it's that good. is. Yeah. yeah, or it's so unexpected, or it's so not what we're supposed to do, yeah, or supposed yeah. to want. Mm-hmm. Um, and why, you know, that becomes, um, you know, sometimes it's things that people will fetishize for themselves, or that will, that, you know, they do, that, that's the aspect of it that drives them, you know, the idea of, oh, I'm not supposed to want that. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think there's a strong correlation between uh, how we were cultured, um, you know, either through like gender or spirituality, religion, sexual, like education, even um, mm-hmm. like what were the mores, you know, that you were brought up with, you know, mm. what were you taught was right and wrong? And it can be very nuanced and very personal and specific depending on a million factors. Right. And I think that is so strongly correlated into uh, kink specifically where I find subversion is uh is like something that's a really common thread in a lot of kinks, yeah. right? It's all yeah. stuff you're not supposed to quote unquote do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I am. What's so interesting to me is like how uh, that can make one kink, you know, not at all subversive to someone, and another kink that maybe seems super mild is very submissive to another person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then that can create that difference of to like why we're drawn to certain kinks and not because of how we were kind of brought up to um, see these activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of, you know, how we're brought up is to um, protect ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. and to, we're brought up with the idea of, like, for example, um, someone who loves you should never hit you. Right, yep. You know, that idea. and within the context of relationships of it being um, someone trying to assert control or dominance over you in a non-consensual way, mm-hmm. 
that makes a lot of sense. And so we just kind of go with this this rule, right? Because it's safer to teach teach our kids and to teach and to teach people who are going out into the world and into relationships that if someone ever hits you, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. That's yeah. something that you need to watch out for. That's something that you you should never tolerate. So the idea of being hit by someone who is doing it in a way that that we know that they care for us mm-hmm. and that they're doing it because um, whether it's within a particular dynamic or just because that you want to experience what that feels like is, is subversive in of itself, right? Just the... Um, but but it goes there's so many things there's so many factors right there's uh the idea of um women being the dominant one in a in a relationship in a heterosexual relationship that mm-hmm. is subversive to the patriarchy itself right yeah. hence <laughs> like femdoms hence yeah. dominatrices it's like Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the reason why we exist, you know, is because we're mm-hmm. traditionally, you know, even to this day, I, I was going to say, like, you know, for all, for all of history and also including today, you know, yep. we are, you know, supposed to be a certain way and and in control and powerful and uh, all of that, all that comes along with that is like not the way we are perceived the way we're brought up, you know, all all of this stuff. So it's like, it's kind of interesting to see the roots, you know what I mean? I'm like, Mm. I love my job so much. um, But I know a lot of the reason why it exists is because men um, don't feel like they can ask to bottom in a scene to be Mm -hmm. submissive, because that's not what they're supposed to want mm-hmm. right that yeah. idea and even like it, it it's not even just gender roles it could also just be like what we view as desirable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. one of the big themes that kept coming back for me when I was thinking about subversiveness and hotness um is the idea of um at you know growing up I I, I always have been and, and still am a, a bigger curvier curvier person Mm -hmm. and the idea of being both fat and beautiful Mm -hmm. or fat and desirable Mm -hmm. it has always had this contradiction right like in order to become desirable you're supposed to be smaller than your partner um, especially if they're male and you're female that's always been like this idea that's perpetuated like when you see a, a hetero couple in most contexts in media mm-hmm. the guy's taller yep. than than the, than the woman almost always yeah so there's a height um, thing there's a height thing but also just like the physical capability of the person is usually someone who is bigger stronger taller just in general mm-hmm. um so there's a big, a, an a, a ableist uh, slant also. there's absolutely ableism yeah. incorporated into that Um, But also just this idea of like, that's what, that's what a match looks like, you know, in in a, in in a, in a relationship. It's, there's a, there's the one person who's the bigger person, who's the stronger person, who takes care of the things. And, you know, that's what you're supposed to want as, as a woman who, who is looking for a man to partner with. Um, And again, 
so much patriarchy involved in that. But the idea of being able to be a sex worker now, who is someone who is in a bigger body mm-hmm. um, and have people find me desirable and also so much find me desirable that they are willing to pay money to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. To me, that is like so delicious to me yeah. and and yummy and like just a big like fuck you to what I grew up yeah what I grew up hearing over and over that I had to make myself smaller that I had to make myself less in order to be desired um and so that I find um just yeah absolutely delicious and and is so good for my brain um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it can it can it can swing the other way and become like a fetishization, of course, as well, right? Right, right. And right. then sometimes it depends on people's attitudes towards things. Like sometimes I feel like people only seek me out because I am big enough to do this thing to with to them or with them. Right. Um, and sometimes that's fine because it's 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 an experience that they want to have that they haven't ha- had the opportunity to have. You know, maybe having someone who is you know, bigger than them, like lay on top of them. And what would that feel like? Um, You know, that's, of course, that's lovely. That's great. It's great to be able to experience new things and and try new things. Um, But when someone, I've definitely had it many times where people are like, you know, initially contacting me and they say things like, oh, I've never been with a big girl before. I've never been with a BBW or something like that. And it's just kind of like, okay, but why is that? (laughs) yes and why yeah does that mean you are you know ashamed to be with someone who is bigger than you or like you know it's it's fine to to fuck someone bigger than you but not fine to you know go out with your friends with you know a date who is bigger than you because you'll get teased for it or you know like there's so many like I've definitely had um people that I've you know, gone on dates with before who like, yes, they love me in private. They love my body in private, but the idea of bringing me to a social gathering is a whole different thing. Right. And then that's, you know, in one sense, I'm like, Oh, I want to challenge them on this and like get them to think about this a lot. And then I'm like, no, it's not worth it to me to do that because it means that I'm going to be, I'm going to feel like crap when they decide not to take me somewhere in pu- in public or, or whatever. And I'm going to constantly question those decisions. Right. So it's not, it's not necessarily worth it to me in my, in my dating life to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes with clients, I'll, I'll, I will playfully challenge them on, you know, Oh, well, how come you've never, how come you never dated a big girl? If you say you love, love my body so much, why would you not date someone? Yeah, that feels like um, people saying, you're not like other girls. It's like, really? What are other Uh girls like? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And why have you picked those girls if this is what you really want? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's, this is kind of an interesting, there's so much that's interesting about what you're saying. Something that stands out to me is this, um, this thing of like supporting 
marginalized folks versus um, fetishizing marginalization. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that thing Mm -hmm. of like, okay, um, the line of like, are you fetishizing me or are you, you know, or is this, is this about me or is this about this specific thing about me? And it's that Mm -hmm. thing of when you're a provider or a content creator or whatever type of worker, Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, finding that balance for yourself of like what feels good to you of like okay am I going to market myself perhaps you know um, to fetishists in this way or um, mm-hmm. am I going to you know indulge that that fantasy you know in this specific way that is within my boundaries and that I can feel good about stuff like that it's like that that delicate kind of juggling that delicate balance that you have to do surrounding mm-hmm. that when you marketing wise have a body that people are going to fetishize in a very specific way you know what I mean yeah how do you manage that that figuring Mm. that out for yourself Mm. that's a great question do you you think about that like is that something you even really put a lot of thought to yeah Yeah. I do um mm. I think about it um a lot when it comes to do with uh, the kind of pictures that I put out there. Okay. Uh, in whether it's you know things that I put on my OnlyFans or thing or Twitter, or Instagram or whatever, um, you know like what kind of uh, what am I telling people? Like who am I telling people that I am? Hmm. And and what am I telling people I'm available for based upon the kind of images I put out there? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I used to have a lot of kind of icky feelings around doing anything that had to do with my size because I didn't want to be sought out for my size. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I would, I wouldn't do things where it was like, uh, like, you know, sometimes you do take pictures and it's kind of like the, like the, like a giantess perspective. Yeah, like, like I'm this big, powerful woman up. and you're down at my feet. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. And I'm big and you're small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kind of idea. And that's, that's, I mean, very basic, but that's pretty much what you're, you're uh, kind of, that's the dynamic you're, you're proposing just by the, the way you do the picture. Right, right. Um, and so a lot of that kind of stuff I kind of shied away from because I'm like, yes, I know I'm big. I, I don't need to advertise that I'm big. Thank you very much. Right. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Um, because for me, it's still, it still was not something I was comfortable with. So it was like advertising my flaws in a way, hmm. right. Or my perceived flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I've become more and more comfortable with my own body and, um, and my own desires, it's easier for me to then, you know, take those kinds of pictures and be like, well, this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is the kind of, this is a fun dynamic for me to play with right now. It might not be what I do all the time and that's fine. But I look hot in this um, picture and I'm going to fucking post it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, just focusing on a body part that isn't your favorite right yeah. but it you know that it is something that other people do find attractive and being able to be comfortable enough with your own body to be like okay well that's part of me too and that's something that people like as well so sure why not 
Um, so yeah, like my, my, my pictures have gotten a much more varied in, in, uh, the kinds of things I will post. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested, but like, it, yeah. you know, cause it's the, also the thing of like, whatever you put out there, like in a marketing way, you know, th- mm. that's the type of clients that you're drawing for. Totally. Right. So yeah. I'm, yeah. So that's the thing of like, you know, if you're going to fetishize something on your body, like I've hairy armpits, for instance. So like if, right. you know, I do a lot of like hairy kind of content, like if I'm the hairy armpitted dom and market myself right. that way, then like, am I going to get a lot of hair, body hair fetishes or armpit fetishes? Fuck yeah, I am, you know, trying right. to book me. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's funny, like my, my stubborn, my stubborn ass, um, <laughs> anytime I get a compliment about something like that underneath one of my uh-huh. photos that it isn't about that, like there's nothing in the, you know, caption or whatever that's right. talking about my hairy armpits. And then somebody comments like, oh, I love your fucking hair in, in the, in the comments. My, <laughs> my instinct <laughs> is to be like, okay, and I need to put that behind a paywall, like no more armpit, free armpit pictures oh yeah yeah the concept of like like (laughs) what is a fetish for other people but isn't necessarily something that you view as like yeah because we're gonna get fetishized every part of us totally and that's our industry really or like a big part of it anyways right we're gonna get fetishized so like Sometimes it's like we can control it in a way that feels good for us, but other times it's like people are going to fucking fetishize us no matter what. Yeah. And we can just wear out that block button or be like, okay, yeah. okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage, you know? It's because yeah. it's going to happen anyways. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird one. Some, yeah, it is weird. And sometimes it's like, okay, well. D- <sighs> Yeah, do you mon- try to monetize what's unique about you? But, yeah, yeah it's tricky. Because yeah. the thing is, people are going to pick up on what they find desirable about you and comment on that thing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't... It's not necessarily that... a bad thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like... Yeah. Like, if people constantly, you know... Like I get a lot of compliments on like my eyes or my smile or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm not going to like, so, you know, selectively only put face pictures on, on my OnlyFans. And if you want to see my face, you have to go to my OnlyFans mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. You know, that's yep. kind of, it's kind of silly to me. Yeah. So. That seems a little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it how people do, you know, hide Unless their face you... for privacy. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. But like, but like, you know, making people, you know, hiding parts of your body because people will pay for that. Like your feet. Like I know a lot of yeah. people who are like, well, you don't put a picture with feet uh, on your, on your, on a free feed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those Cause... people. I rarely, rarely, rarely show my bare feet on my actual feed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but I got a really cute pedicure with multicolored toes and I like, I like it. And I'm like, I don't really care if someone. I, I'm so stubborn, Lynn. I'm so <laughs> stubborn with stuff like that. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and I mean, that's I mean, bitter of me, you know, and that's bitter of me, honestly. You know what? It's okay. I mean, it's also just a like, you know, there's certain things that you'll only see 
if you if you pay to subscribe kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's marketing, but, but... Yeah, but I always kind of just thought going into this, I'm like, well, that's pussy, right? Like, like what else, <laughs> what, what else are we, what else are we hiding exactly? Because, I mean, you can see me on the beach walking around and see everything if you want to. Yeah. But, like, you know, yeah, the idea of, like, being very selective and hiding certain parts of ourselves and, ah... I find it kind of exhausting sometimes. No, I hear that. I do. I hear you. I also find this funny thing of like, people are, (laughs) people are like, oh yeah, I have a boobs fetish. It's like, okay. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, then you live in the right society, buddy. Yeah. Like it's again, that thing of like subversion, right? When like people are like, oh, I find I have a fetish for like women, women's bodies. I'm like, okay, well. No, that's just a. I have a pussy fetish. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Um... Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is interesting, though. It's like, yeah, how do you know? We could never know, really, what's going on in clients' brains, right? When they book us. You know what I mean? No. And no. it's like, we want to do that thing where it's like person first, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, presentation, person first marketing, person first like a service, right? Like I, my mm-hmm. whole thing with my quote unquote brand is kind of like, well, there's not really a brand. I, I'm the brand. Mm-hmm. My personality is, and the way I play is my brand. Mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I I know how I play, and so I'm gonna market the way I play like I'm a playful sadist I'm you know what I mean like like but it's like yeah I I can't say that I really again maybe that thing of like what I'm putting out in the universe is what I'm gonna get back so like I'm I'm more likely to be like hey if you like me book me if you like you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm very much the same way I think you are too yeah yeah like I don't really hide too much of myself I, I don't have a, a, a distinctly different persona. Yes, that's. Um, I think that's that's what I'm kind of trying to say. I don't either. Yeah. 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 I mean, part of that even comes down to um, my name. Like, like Lynn's my middle name. I know. Same. It's my name. Pim. Right? Lady Pim. Yeah. It's and my I mean, name. like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give out crazy amount of details. And yes, I happen to be one of those lucky people that have a middle name that's super common in Canada. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, if it was like Eugenia or something, I don't think I'd use it. But, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's out there. No offense to Eugenia's. It's a lovely name. Exactly. But I mean, like, you know, if if you're, if you're wanting privacy, it's not a name and it's your real name. It's probably not one you'd want to use in this context. Um, But yeah, like I, I'm fairly open about my life. I'm fairly, um, I I don't, like, I I very much uh, make sure that I take pictures of myself in very different states. Yeah. Sometimes I wear lots of makeup. Sometimes I wear no makeup. Sometimes I, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll have a sunburn. I'll still take pictures. I'll have... Mm -hmm you know, whatever, this like outfit, um, that outfit, no outfit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if I, if I get, um, hurt in some way or something, I, I just disclose it. I don't try to hide it usually because like, 
oh, this is where I'm at right now. So if you want to interact with me, this is this is how it is. Yeah. And I think that thing is like going to yeah. get people, you know, um, who I, I don't know, maybe I don't know if I don't have the stats on it. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. in my mind, it's like if you put that out there that like, hey, I'm a, I'm a human who wears a lot of different clothes and, right. you know, does all these things. It's like you'll ideally get people booking you that are like oh I, I like you as a person so right let's do this session you know rather than why not interact with those kinds of folks as opposed to people who like a character you play yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. because it's going to be easier for, for me I find it much easier to to um interact as myself yeah. yeah. <laughs> then as a character. Yes, more less emotionally laborious, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Like honestly, even when I get like a request that is a specific is kind of specifically outside of my just um uh what's what's the word I'm thinking? My fallback backup close. Mm. My default, I guess, my default setting as far mm-hmm. as like play. If I get a a specific specific request outside of that I like mm-hmm. will do that maybe at the beginning and then it just by the end of the scene it's just like gone it just like falls away mm. I'm like I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just myself I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah I'll be I'm stirring a too. little bit but I'll just you know I'm also still gonna laugh and smile and have fun <laughs> see I think and that's one of the reasons that like when you when you work this way sometimes some of the things that you are kind of uh, asked about or to um, different kinds of fetishes or different kinds of kinks that people want to explore can be trickier. So, for example, um, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I have two teenagers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will get younger guys who want to have like mommy type of um, role, play. role play. And... I, I have to ask a lot of questions before I know if I can be comfortable with it or not. Yeah. Because the idea of me, they're like, you know, it's oftentimes it's they, they just try to do a really simple scenario or something. They're like, well, I could just be like, you know, your, your, your son's best friend who comes over. And I'm like, ew. No. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's I would never, I would never do that. Right. Like that's, that's too, it's too specific. And it's also like a little too real, little too close to well, home there, buds. And also just ethically who I am as a person. That's not something I would do. Yeah, that's to, not sexy to think of. Like, it's not sexy to me. That yeah. is not sexy to me. I get the concept of how it can be sexy to someone, but it's not sexy to me. Now, if you told me, hey, I'm, you know, a young guy, I really enjoy um, older, older women. And I, I enjoy this concept of, you know, someone showing me the ropes and teaching me some things before I go out into the world to, to, you know, go off to college and, 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 you know, meet women, I want to, I want to know some things and have some skills. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. No premise. problem. Love it. That's yeah. wonderful. But the idea that I have to you know, buy into this concept of, or this fantasy that you have of, and often I feel it's really helping, oftentimes those kind of scenarios is really people just processing either trauma that they've already gone through or or experiences that were maybe not totally consensual or, or um, 
uh, or, or were just a little inappropriate and they and they kind of either they built it up in their own mind to be um, a sexual yep. uh, exchange or something did happen that wasn't really, you know, their choice. And so it's them processing and working through that. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring it out, trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But what I do is not therapy. Yeah. That, <laughs> right. That, that. What I do is give you space to explore things and maybe things will come up for you in a session. You're like, oh, I should talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> um, that could come up. But <laughs> but the place for you to do that is not within this um not with me not no no that is not how we're going to that is not i am not a replacement for therapy or a replacement for um you know actually talking about your past or your or your desires and why they um you know if especially when it's related to like real life people that you've um, especially when you're growing up, what, what that, uh, may have happened, what may have happened to you. And, and that's totally up to you as a provider. Like if you get that mm-hmm. vibe to be like, no, thank you. You know, like, yeah, some people are like, Ooh, interesting. Yes. Let's process that. And that's good for them. But like, yeah. you know, that's a perfectly fine boundary to have as a provider to be like, and no, you know what, that's something in you a- need to deal with on your, on your own time. <laughs> and at a different point in my life, that might be a different thing. Yeah, maybe. Right. right? You know, like for me right now, I have teenage children and the idea of of that feels doesn't feel good to me. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to indulge that for, you know, for the, you know, a couple hundred bucks for a session. Like it's not Not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it to me. So I was just like, no, that's not something I that's not that's not an area I want to play in. It's not fun for me. Yeah, so, it's emotionally laborious potentially. It's uh-huh. yeah, it's I'm gonna be thinking about it like for yeah. a long time after. Like no, mm-hmm. no. I, that's not the you know if I'm gonna be thinking about a session that I did right before bed, <laughs> it's yeah. because it's sexy. I want it to be because it's sexy, not right. because not because, not like, because oh should I have done that? I don't yeah. know or like it, right like. Yeah. <laughs> An or unsettled what that... feeling of thinking about yeah. it. That's not, that's not what that's we That's not help. That's, no, <laughs> no, no, for sure. And if for I sure. know what makes me feel that way, then of course I'm going to say. Uh, right? Yeah. It's just like why I stopped watching, you know, Criminal Minds or Law and Order SVU before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, fair. Totally Like, fair. why do I do that to myself? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? Why do I do this to myself? It's literally nightmare fuel. <laughs> this is so funny. That's right? me too. I gotta watch like a little twenty minute comedy thing. If if I watched a scary movie or something, I'm like, yeah, okay. And before I go to bed, I need to reset and watch a bit of like Taskmaster or something stupid. I know. Before I go to bed. The other day, I was watching the the new uh, Lord of the Rings series. Uh huh. Um, which is beautifully done, beautifully shot. But there's one episode in particular. I think it's the second episode. Mm. And I'm like, this episode is nightmare fuel. Mm. It has it has underground tunnels that just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you end up in water. So it's like drowning and claustrophobia. And oh, there's rats too. Oh, and then there's monsters. And there's like, there's sea monsters and land monsters. There's, there's people like there's, there's 
every kind of awful thing that pop up in your nightmare that you can imagine <laughs> all in this one episode. And that to say it was beautiful and, and compelling and, and like, like I really liked it, but I'm like, before no one bed? should watch this before bed. Oh, this is just you. a bad idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh my god, Lynn! Oh my god, we are we are over time. But, oh my gosh, um, it's an hour already. Wow. I know. Like honestly, <laughs> well, you just have to come back. <laughs> well, you know, twist my rubber becoming, arm. This is becoming a habit. Every few months, we just have a little chat, and uh, you know, we have fun, and then people listen to us, and they have fun. It's it's all good. Yeah. You know, on, and honestly, I get so many lovely compliments that uh, from listeners every time you're on. So um, on top of me enjoying it, you enjoying it, they enjoy it too. So come back as, um, as often as you like, Lynn. Lovely. <laughs> Love that. Love Before that. Before you go, though, can sure. you uh, tell all the people, if they're not already aware, where they can find mm. and follow you and book you and give you money, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, first of all, my website is just Lush Lynn, and Lynn has two ends. Um, so lushlynn.ca. So most of the things that I offer are on there, and that'll give you a good idea of the different things I do. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter um, or OnlyFans, it's all the same username. It's Lush Curvy Lynn um, on Twitter, Instagram, or OnlyFans. Lush Curvy Lynn. Fabulous. Yeah. For me, I am at the Lady Pim one on Twitter. I'm at the Lady Pim on Instagram or at the Bedpost Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon. It is the Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It is also the Bedpost Show. And I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who has done all the original music for the pod. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Lynn, thank you so very much. We have another good one in the bank, baby. <laughs> Everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bed Coast Podcast. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> <We're>, goodbye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 